When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they are. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good on this Saturday morning here at Syracuse. I am out of here on Tuesday. LJ, you are leaving college today. Um, I am packing, finishing packing as soon as we're done recording this. Well, we certainly will try not to go too long um, to hold LJ up, but we have a lot to get to and look forward to the content that we'll be making over the next few weeks once we're both at home and can get back together and collab. Um, we'll certainly be very, very good content coming for you guys. But LJ, we have a lot to talk about, especially because you were at the White Sox-Red Sox game last night. Um I'm just going to leave you a few minutes here. You can just uh, take it away. Um, Actually, I was going to switch it the other way, if you don't mind, because honestly, the the biggest success of the game, of course, the Red Sox do fall 4-2 in the game. Um, You know, they made uh, Velasquez look like Cy Young for several innings. But um, honestly, the biggest win for me on the night was the fact that I didn't have to watch the Apple TV Plus broadcast Brandon, break that down for me. Yeah, Apple TV Plus broadcast gets uh, about like a a C or a D grade. Um, They show some interesting stats on the screen. Like they show hit probability, which like is cool. But is that not just batting average? Like I'm I'm I thought they did reach base probability so they were doing hit probability and then sometimes they would show reach base probability um but hit probability but the percentages change based on the count which like i i guess i understand but i was just a little confused there um at some points 
other than that, I mean, they have great camera quality. They have good angles. Um, the way that they present the game is very well done. The commentators, on the other hand, are, are not good. Um, I don't know why they didn't think about investing in, like, real baseball commentators like i'm not saying that these people aren't but it just seems like that they could have got a lot more qualified people because clearly they're getting paid to do it i mean apple you know has to pay them somehow mlb's paying them somehow i feel like they could have got someone that doesn't have an announcing gig right now or that used to have an mlb announcing gig to take that over because these people are certainly not the well or the most well received commentators, and um, you can just go on like Twitter and look look at some of the reaction to it. Um, and even the general public is not very big fans of this broadcast. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, from what I've heard, what I've experienced, it sounds like this might be like the worst received broadcast group that I've ever heard of. I've I, I've be- because of these, everything I've heard, I have actively avoided watching Apple TV games. And it's like, it, it makes no sense to me that they didn't, you're right, that they didn't go out and invest, put the money in on established people for this. Because really, I mean, yes, it's behind a paywall, but if it wasn't behind a paywall, this is a national gig. Like either way, this is a sub-national gig. Like this is I think an Apple TV game is should should be at least of higher prestige than doing regional work. So you're talking about getting people who used to have have them, or maybe somebody from like a AAA group to come in and do these games. I wouldn't be shocked if there are people from regional markets get the whoever from you know Pittsburgh, St. Louis, even um, some of the guys from Boston. Like you can get regional guys to come in and do these games and kind of cycle through them. Very similar to like ESPN's broadcast. Those guys don't just do ESPN stuff. Like they have regional games that they cover as well. So there's plenty of ways that they could have gotten much higher quality than what they decided to go with. Yeah. um, And, you know, not only that, but I'm just looking through some of the reaction on Twitter here. Um, so there was two Apple TV games last night. It was White Sox, Red Sox, and Rays, Mariners. Two very good games. Both games came down to the wire. There was exciting action late in the game, which LJ will certainly get to. But um, I, I can't help but notice favoritism towards the bigger market teams here. Um and it's crazy to say that Seattle was the bigger market team. But, I mean, you have a play in that game where Manny Margot hits a homer in the top of the ninth to give the Rays a, a lead at 8-6. to six. And the announcers pretty much didn't even react to it. Meanwhile, you have a Jared Kalanick home run in, like, the the sixth inning or fifth inning or okay his was in the bottom of the eighth to take the lead and you get a crazy reaction out of them like it's I don't want to say that they are rooting for teams but you can tell that they are playing favoritism a little bit also 
I'm all for like putting games on Apple TV or whatever, but I feel like if you're already in the market for these teams' games, you should be able to watch it on MLB TV. Like, I don't know. It just seems I I, I hate that that's well, starting to be. There's so many games that we just can't watch now, even if you do have MLB TV, with them having games on Peacock and Amazon Prime and Apple TV. It's it's a little excessive, especially for some people that live in a market where there's two teams blacked out. There's some people that live in markets where there's five teams blacked out, and that's just not right. No, it's not. And, you know, I, I'm not for, like, monopolizing the market. But at the same time, it's like you're going with all of these other options rather than giving more games to ESPN. And frankly, in my opinion, that is the only sports streaming service of quality. Like when you're talking about broadcasts, ESPN Plus is miles better than anything else. I don't even think I don't even think the quality. I mean, yes, overall, I think the Serie A stuff is good, but CBS doesn't even do that great job with soccer on Paramount Plus. But like, so like overall, I just think it's them head and shoulders above the rest. And so ESPN gives, or excuse me, baseball gives their games to literally everyone but them. It is just a little wild. Um, as for this game, so we don't take too long on it. Look, terrible team, wonderful stadium. It just feels great to be back every time. Fenway never gets old, does it to you? It doesn't, it doesn't. It's just, it, it's gorgeous. And then um, overall, you know, I said it before, they look, made uh, Velazquez look like Cy Young. They could not string hit, hits together to save their life. Actually, I believe he ended up with three hits on his line for the day. Yeah. Yeah, three hits over his stretch of play. Um, unideal. But they go down 3-0 on an Evaldi mistake. Either way, should be able to climb out of against Vince Velasquez. They can't manage to do that. But other than that, there was still, there were plenty of redeeming qualities to this game. First off, Jaron Duran can't go back down. I don't know how you have to figure it out, but if we're looking at a bad team this year, at least give me Jaron Duran figuring things out and making things work on the major league level. I mean, this is a guy who routinely is a 300 hitter in the minors he will be able to figure it out and work his way to that in the majors. But even right now, if you're talking about a 225, 230 hitter this year, this is gonna, it's, he might be the most exciting 220, 230 hitter in baseball. Because, Brandon, you, well, I'm not sure if you caught this play or not. He had a line drive single into right field. One minor mistake by, I believe it was Adam Engel at that point in time. One minor mistake turned that into a triple almost score almost could have scored like we're talking another 10 15 10 feet away from the ball if Engel gotten and that's a that he comes home he scores on that and it's a 4-3 game like this guy the speed is unreal and it's it's the most exciting thing we've seen at Fenway in years yeah I did see that triple um and I'm glad that they didn't call it an error because it wasn't an error on Adam Engel. Um, it was just a misplay, but it certainly should not have been considered an error, and I'm glad it wasn't. Duran, you're right. I mean, he's an exciting player, one of your top prospects that we've kind of been waiting for here. 
he certainly made uh, a spark on your team last year from what I can remember. Um, and just a guy that it seems the Red Sox need in their lineup now. They need some sort of excitement. They they, they need the guys that are going to you know str- help string together these hits. Trevor Story has not been one of them. You know, with the outside of Devers, Bogarts, and J.D. Martinez, who are all off to fantastic starts, um, you know, there there hasn't been a lot much. There hasn't been much more to look forward to with the Red Sox. No, there's there's literally nothing else. And as for Devers, I actually wanted to touch on him. It almost looks, I know there's a small sample size of me just really noticing these things last night, but it, sometimes it feels the numbers aren't the only things that are slumping with him. You're talking to 765 OPS. He's not walking much right now. It's just overall, like, I don't think he's in a great spot mentally in the game, which that happens to every player. But, like, you just look at him on the base path in the field. I'm not, I'm not trying to say he's a great fielder or anything, but, like, there are just, like, clear mental lapses that are last night that aren't normally there. So it's a little bit bigger than just the ball isn't going in the right spot when he hits it right now for him. As for looking at the bullpen, John Schreiber should probably close tomorrow. Um, I mean, he's, he's, our, he's our new best option. He goes an ending in a third, one hit, two strikeouts. I mean, I know it's kind of sad that I'm giving him the job just like that, but it's kind of deserved at this point. He, he threw strikes, uh, 21 pitches, 17 for strikes. Like that's, that's not something you get every day out of this team. Honestly, it's the Osmani Grandal hitter, a killer, somebody who can, th- somebody who just throws strikes, but past that, um, what else, what other else was I going to say? Oh, I'd like to take back a lot of my criticism on Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh, come on. No, no, I'm dead serious. Because you know what? I'm not going to try to defend the offense. It's not good. But you can very, it's very easy to forget what it's like to watch him work out there. And I know the offense isn't going to be the best, but the entertainment value brought in by the defense alone is a hundred percent worth it for me. Like it's the best I've ever seen. What he does out there is amazing. Brandon, there wasn't a single play made near him. That wasn't incredibly close. He had no business being anywhere close to that ground rule double last night. He had uh, a throw to third and a throw to home that were like an extra half step away from getting the runners. And he gets that runner that he had no business getting in, I believe that was the eighth inning. Like th- this dude's still insane. And it's very easy to forget if you're not there watching him. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's really good in the field. Obviously he still has a positive war this year, despite having, you know, a 200 batting average and a 571 OPS. He has value. He has value. Solid by Jackie standards. Solid start by Jackie standards. Well, all right. Is that all we wanted to touch on? Because I know we have. All we wanted to touch on for the Sox. That that went a lot longer because we spent a lot of time on Apple TV after boycotting talking about Apple TV for weeks now. Yeah. um, Well, I'm certainly glad that we got to it. Well, let's move on to the San Francisco Giants, two, two, two different stories I wanted to talk about here. 
with the Giants. First of all, they lose to the Cardinals 3-2 last night, and the Giants have now lost five games in a row. They fall to fourth place in the NL West. They're sitting at 14-12, and 12. certainly a very competitive NL West right now, as we know. Um, yeah, I don't really know what's going on with, with a San Francisco. Um, this is the first time they've lost five games in a row since August of 2020, I believe. And it's just weird. Um, this is not a team, especially at home, that you expect to be losing these games. Um, you know, you look back a few days. They, they lost 7-1 to one, um, on Thursday to the Cardinals in San Francisco. LJ, um, you know, what is what is going on here? I mean, if you could give like a, a one-minute breakdown as to, as to what's going on with the Giants, why, why are they sliding all of a sudden? Um, well, I think it should, it deserves to be acknowledged at least, especially on the position player side. There's a lot of guys out right now. Yeah. You're talking Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, Tommy LaStella, Steven Duggar. Like that's a lot of guys that aren't here. Meanwhile, let's look at just overall statistically, they're not doing bad. Honestly, I think this is more a matter of bad luck and, you know, it's going to even out on the other end. They are only three and a half games out. That's that's a series. Like, you beat the Dodgers and the Padres once, and you're right back in the in the fray. Colorado's gonna gonna start to come back down to earth sooner rather than later. So that's not something that sh- they should be that concerned about. But either way, you're talking about a top ten team in scoring and a top half pitching staff right now, which I think I can very clearly make the argument that this pitching staff is underperforming right now. Alex Wood is not a 4-3-8 pitcher. Alex Cobb has shown flashes that he could be better than a 4-8 this year. And so overall, like there's there's just there's a lot, there's a lot more to like than the production that you're seeing out of this team. Even Logan Webb, I could see dropping under three under three this year. So at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you know, the starting pitching isn't like setting the world on fire right now, which it easily could in a month from now. And they're getting unlucky. And the other guy that um, I'm not sure if you brought up he's, that he's hurt is Anthony Desclafani. Um, yep. He's out. You know, he's got this ankle problem. Not sure when he'll be back. But, yeah, they, they are down a lot of players right now. And you look at this starting lineup, it's not what we're used to seeing. You know, we're not used to seeing Jason Vossler and Luis Gonzalez get, you know, real playing time. Uh, for the Giants and this is still a team obviously very well managed by Gabe Kapler it's early they're still two games above 500 um, they will be fine um, they I, I have no doubt they will be fine but the other guy I wanted to bring up LJ we had a guy make his MLB debut his name is Sean Jelly spelled H-J-E-L-L-E, I checked the pronunciation, pronounced Sean Jelly. He is 6 foot 11, 228 pounds. His 25th birthday is today, debuts last night, and ties the record for tallest player in MLB history. Yeah, this, this is a really, this is a fascinating story. I mean, looking at the stats, no disrespect meant to him here, but like 
he's the type of guy that shows just what this type of uh, these measurables can do for a guy. Brandon, go through his Myers stats. What really stands out to you? He hasn't gone above 10 strikeouts per nine, consistently been above one and a half walks. You know, this isn't a guy who's setting the world on fire. He's a solid pitcher, but he's not like, he's never going to be your top 10 in your uh, organization. I believe he is their 28th prospect right now. But just the 6'11 part is what keeps you in games. Think, just, th- just think about how much closer the ball is when it leaves his hand than any other pitcher in the league, like, or at least the average. What, oh, what, yeah. What do we think the average is for pitchers? 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, yeah, I think you can actually pull up stuff like that on Baseball Savant somehow, where you can see where the ball um, – I don't know where it would be. I saw it somewhere. Uh, in 2019, it was 6'3", 215. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, he is – so that's eight extra inches on a person. If he has good mechanics, you can say at least eight inches closer is the start of the uh, – is the end of finishing of the throwing motion. Like, the ball leaves his hand. Like, you know, like, as long as he's doing it right. Because there's no reason not to make use of that height. That's what makes Chapman so dangerous. Like, right? Just you got to use it if you have it, and I'm sure he is using it because that's how you get to the majors with this type, his type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, six foot eleven is. I mean, that's that's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm I can't imagine the amount of people that asked him. You know, how come you aren't playing basketball, and you're playing baseball instead but hey it works out for him pitches a clean inning last night um cardinals end up rallying in the ninth off of camillo doval dylan carlson gets the go-ahead hit and the cardinals take that one lj i wish that we had more specific games that we could talk about but um the rain really killed us yesterday um what was there six games rained out including the Yankees, and the Yankees got rained out again for today. So that's three off days in a row that the Yankees will have. They've got a doubleheader Sunday and will play on Monday, which was another scheduled off day originally. And honestly, those, like, again, three days off, that's overkill. A lot of yeah, it, it, like, it, like, yeah. doesn't even help us that much anymore. It's just like, damn, like, okay. After, after two days, two days is the shelf life for rest, I think. After that, it starts to get into the rust factor for baseball. And that's just, you know, it's not, you're right. It's not what you want to do. It's just, you know, it's another, this is another rainy day pod. And, you know, you got to find certainly the places to fill it. There was, however, one beneficiary of the rain, and that was the ownership of the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. So the guy who was planning on, um, I love, yeah he was going to to defecate onto the bed of the toyota tundra truck um out in the outfield of the reds ballpark he was going to do it yesterday unfortunately the game gets rained out which um you know i the reds owners they they were going to cancel the game even if there was just a drizzle of rain I feel, <laughs> yeah. Is that is that accurate to say, LJ? Oh, that's very accurate. You find any way to um, do it. I can't. I can't get any confirmation. I heard somebody try to say that the truck had been moved, but I, I have no confirmation of that fact. However, like, 
honestly, why wouldn't they just do that at this point? Like, if you're really that worried about them, like, ruining your, um, ruining your reputation one bowel movement at a time, just take away the truck. Take away their power. Like, where else are you going to go to the bathroom in the ballpark other than in the bathroom? Like, Brandon, can you think of another place in a ballpark that would be fitting for that? No. I mean, you could run down on the field, but you're going to get stopped before you can, like, you know, properly, like, get ready. And, well, like, uh, LJ, if you, if you really prepared. If you would, or if you, if you have any interest in watching <laughs> some fantastic baseball today, the Reds and Pirates have a doubleheader. So if on your way home you need something to listen to on the radio, um, game one of Pirates-Reds doubleheader um, should be in, fairly intriguing. Unfortunately, that does not sound like something that I'm going to be able to handle for very long. However, Brandon, if you if you happen to get any reports on truck updates, please let me please call. Oh, I'll be watching. I'm gonna be watching horse racing because it's the Kentucky Derby today, along with, um, of course, uh, Pirates and Reds. But let's keep moving. We still have a few minutes here. Um, I wanted to very very briefly touch on Ronald Acuna hits his first home run of the season, 450 feet. He also fell down during his swing. That's like the first time I've ever seen someone swing so hard that then their next step out of the box, they they tripped over themselves and fell. Um, But it's the most Ronald Acuna-looking thing I think I've ever seen. Dude's just a talent, man. Like, like what else can you say? Like, if, if you're looking for flashiness in the sport, you're looking to Ronald Acuna and you're looking to Fernando Tatis. Like there are, and that's honestly, that's fair to say. That's why they're the marketable stars compared to other guys, because there are other players just as good, if not better than them in this league, like pure hitters. Like you think the Jose Ramirez is the Brandon belts, but they don't play the game in the same way with that same flair that guys like Acuna and Tatis do. That's what makes those names so appealing. That and they're just fun to say as well. But like that's that's for the appeal of the name, but like appeal of the player, I should say. And the last thing I wanted to touch on, I was reading an article on MLB.com. We had been kind of keeping track of this six-man rotation that um, the Astros have been employing. Well, LJ, they have now gone through the six-man rotation exactly two times. In their last 12 games, they have nine quality starts out of those 12 games. The starters have posted a 1.97 ERA in that stretch. And through the last turn through the rotation, so their last six starts, this Astro starters have a 1.42 ERA with 21 hits and eight walks allowed in 38 innings. And they're doing it without their best starter from last season, Lance McCullers. Unbelievable. Seven-man rotation? No, seriously. Like, what do you do once you get Lance McCullers back? I, I, I really don't know who you who you kick back to the bullpen because all of these guys have been pitching so well. I mean, you're right. I just – do you even kick somebody back to the bullpen? Like, maybe this is the time to start thinking about a, making a move. Yeah, this is kind of the same problem that the Astros have, right? 
or excuse me, that the Padres have. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I think this is a little, it's a little easier for them because at least they have the balls to go to the six man rotation and just ride it out like that. Then the Padres, I don't just doesn't seem like there's that much flexibility in what they are willing to do or, or capable of doing, but Either way, I mean, yeah, it's going to come down to probably talking, if you had to ask me, maybe you trade. Is, is the value there for Jake Odorizzi? Is the value there for a, some of these guys? Like, I mean, maybe he's not the guy because of the contract. But Urquidy, maybe. Urquidy, yeah, honestly, you get, you, get four, you get three extra years after this one of service time on him. Like, that might be the play. Really, I think – the only two guys so far that are safe in my eyes, or three guys, are Justin Verlander, Christian Javier, because he's been just fantastic, and Framber Valdez, because you're talking about the only lefty in that rotation. Framber also, um, I saw something. He leads the MLB in ground ball rate, which huge, yeah. huge to have that stat going your way. Um, the but, team will be much more inclined to, um, you know, Show your success and and be be happy for your success when when you're getting that many ground balls. Um, certainly working out for him very well. He's only allowed one home run this year, so yeah. And this team certainly they they could really use as much as everyone on this team is underperforming what they're capable of offensively. They could use bench depth right now. I mean, I mean flat out they they need a catcher. Like yeah. as much as like I I get everyone like falls in love with Martin Maldonado and his defensive ability. First off, I don't know. Has the appeal ever been there for you, Brandon, of Martin Maldonado? In the playoffs, I think I think it matters a lot, especially that he, since he's been with this group for so long. He has great chemistry. From what I can tell, all the pitchers love throwing to him, but hitting-wise, he, he brings almost nothing to the it's table. It's brutal. Honestly, it's wor- I think him addition, his addition is probably worse than Jackie Bradley, just generally, like year by year. Overall, what I, I guess what I'm saying is like Brandon, how long would it, how long a list would it be before you'd pick Martin Maldonado as your catcher? I think mine would be pretty long. Like as as much as I see the I see the value, I understand that, a hundred percent. But there are other guys. Fifteen. What? Like at least fifteen catchers. At least fifteen, exactly. Like there's other guys that are both good offensively and defensively. There's other guys, honestly. I think I'd take when you talk about just the defensive value and the leadership, the like the interpersonal stuff there's other guys that i would take before martin Maldonado. so I'm, yeah i'm trying to pull up and either see. either way though jason castro has been rough yeah no right. absolutely so, i'm trying to see what martin maldonado's uh fielding stats are like this year because i want to see if that's actually this 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 good or not and this will be the last thing we talk about Yeah, because again you don't think about like I don't remember him. He's not up at the top in like framing or any of that stuff very often. I don't feel like, or at least in the last couple of years. 43rd percentile in framing this year. No, again, maybe this is just a matter of calling good game. I don't know. I mean, and there's certainly value in that, but at the same time, is there 209 on base? Is there 420 OPS value in him being able to call a good game? I'm not really sure. Either it's also way, worth noting he's had the the fastest pop time to second base in every single season since 2015. So oh, sure, sure, sure. But either way, there's just there's a lot of. I agree, though. 
lack of production on the bench in general. Like you could go out and get you could get a utility infielder, you could get a utility out or not utility outfielder, but like an outfielder. Um anytime you really wanted at this point with one of these guys, and you could get a top level guy too. You know, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna be complaining if Chaz McCormick's not in center field. So overall, I think he's just there there's moves that this team can make to upgrade the lineup. At least there's more moves, I feel like, than the Padres have even. So it'll be in their best interest once McCullers comes back to move on from one of these guys and maybe stick with the six men. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. Uh, LJ, we'll be recording tomorrow night, right? Because it is Sunday. We'll be recording tomorrow sunday night um but until then we will see you enjoy the weekend go bet some horses today and good luck everybody see you manana lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.